This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT on Power 98.7. Oh, just to say, and offer an apology to say that we won't be bringing you a feel-good feature this uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, you will be hearing her a lot. Uh, we'll hear her throughout the day. A little later on, she is uh, going to be doing duty on the medium-term budget policy statement. She's going to be covering that for us. All right, now let's go back. Let's deal with this story then that's uh, um, been occupying quite a lot of attention over the last week or two. Right. Uh, Charges of identity fraud and impersonating a medical doctor against the TikTok influencer Matthew Lani were withdrawn in the Johannesburg Magistrates Court uh, yesterday. Uh, Matthew Lani was due to appear in court but emerged from the building on crutches alongside his lawyer Dumsan Mabunda. Uh, Mr. Mabunda told journalists that the criminal charges laid against his client by the Houting Health Department and Dr. Sanele uh, Zingelwa have been dropped. Dr. Zingelwa is the doctor that uh, Matthew Lani has allegedly been impersonating. So, yeah, anyway, let's speak to a social media legal consultant uh, that is Lerato Ndwampi, who joins, joins us on the line. Good morning to you and thank you so much for your time. Good morning, Titi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. So let's um, talk about, I mean, the lawyer for uh, Matthew Lani offered a very interesting explanation as to what his client was doing, uh, you know, mm. basically denying that this was some kind of an impersonation. He says, and whatever he was doing yeah. on TikTok for, was for entertainment. It is not impersonation mm. and it's not a crime. Yeah. You know what? So, Titi, I think that, um, you know, the charges, obviously, they went for a a, a high online personation, which we all thought, you know, would probably stick. But Mm. when we're looking when we're looking at fraud, you know, there's there's quite a lot of elements that you have to to tick. So Mm. that's why the charges were withdrawn, because obviously they need to do proper investigations. People need to come forward. So. When you look at the elements of fraud, right, you're looking at misrepresentation, you're mm. looking at um, prejudice that was suffered, uh, you're looking at action that was unlawful, and you're also looking at uh, intention to defraud. So when you look at all of those things, you know, people haven't come forward, so you can't, you can't put prejudice. So that mm. element is already out, right? Elements that you can obviously see, misrepresentation, um, intention, um, it's all there, but prejudice the fact that people haven't come forward and said that I have suffered harm because I've listened to this person online. And I think that's why it didn't stick. I mean, the prosecution could have gone for low-hanging fruit, Mm. trespassing, for example. Mm. They should have gone for that route. They could have gone um, through the contravention of the National Qualifications Amendment Act, where a person can be found guilty, obviously, for lying about their qualifications, even if it's online. Um, you know, they could have also gone for contravention of the Health Profession Act, where you uh, it's an offense that you're a registered uh, person or that mm. you're a holder of, of, of certain qualification. He said he's a doctor. He showed us badges. He showed us scrubs. He was going to the hospital. So, I mean, those things are there. But I think for online impersonation, because it's a fraud, you have to prove beyond reasonable doubt. Oops, the lie. Yeah, they couldn't. 
Sorry. Sorry, can I didn't you hear I, me. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Just, I think uh, I, I fear the problem might be on our side. The line just cutting out a little bit. There. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you were just explaining that uh, um, fraud, the elements that mm-hmm. need to be mm-hmm. present in order for him to be, you know, to 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 make a charge about uh, online fraud stake. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm saying that the elements, obviously, the the state needs to prove beyond reasonable doubt that all those four elements are there, mm. which is obviously misrepresentation. Uh, that, um, you know, somebody suffered uh, prejudice or potential prejudice and that the action that was lawful and obviously that this person had an intention to defraud. I think of all of those, we can prove three except for one, which is prejudice. Mm. Um, Because obviously people haven't come forward. It was Helen Joseph who actually took him, um, who laid the charge. Um, But obviously they had to come with people to say, I have listened to this doctor's advice and I have suffered. I've lost my baby because he said that mm. bleeding in pregnancy is, is not normal. Um, but I think it will be interesting because of the Tembisa case where the real doctor, in inverted commas, because we don't know, mm. um, the real doctor, I think they're doing, they, I think they did it the right way because they are investigating. They didn't just go and arrest him. They are investigating and should, you know, they find all the elements and they find all the information that can actually prove that this person, um, you know, defrauded and obviously stole this person's identity, then charges can be reinstated or then charges can proceed. So I think for now, they, they, they were quite premature in obviously mm. arresting him, but he was already there at the hospital. And I think they could have, you know, gone for a charge like trespassing um, instead of going for the high-hanging fruit. Interestingly enough, um, you know, there were people on social media who were suggesting that uh, they had bought certain medication um, mm-hmm. um, and on the recommendation of this mm-hmm. Matthew Lani. Um, but I don't see that any more people have come forward to say mm-hmm. that they did indeed bite on the strength of that. Would that be enough as well, uh, on its own though, to say that mm-hmm. I was misled by this person? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but if you're going to tweet about it, TT, it's, it's, there's no grounds. But if mm. you go to the police station and yeah. say that I was deceived by this doctor, I believed him, I was a follower of him, I was following him for three years, this is the advice that he was giving. Because he, there was no disclaimer in any of his pages. Mm. And to actually show intention, when he was caught, he you know, he was providing explanations and further saying, yeah, you guys uh, reported me to the uh, health council, practice council, mm. you thought you were going to get away with it. And then further to that, even when he was deep, uh, the platform so when he was removed his profile was removed and suspended from tiktok he created another one one so you know there's intention there so i think the missing element here is prejudice and for people to show that there's potential harm and i think the doctor may be able to succeed if people come and say you know what um, I believed this doctor or my reputation was ruined or I lost people in practice because now they thought how can to so ban, you know. So I, I think the doctor in, in, in terms of his case for, for, for um, identity theft, if he can prove certain elements, he mm. will definitely succeed. But I think without anybody coming forward and people just continue tweeting and people posting on, on social media, that's not enough. It so, doesn't give the, mm. the prosecution enough evidence. So Negizala simply just won't, won't fly. Or <laughs> won't fly. <laughs> Absolutely not. It won't fly because as he's got a responsibility and even TikTok, um, you know, has the, that responsibility to provide that evidence to the prosecution. And I think that's something that they obviously need to do. They 
need to pursue that. Get that evidence. Mm. The profile was suspended for a reason because that person obviously breached um, the terms of conditions, uh, the, the terms and conditions or the terms of service for that specific platform. That is also evidence that they can use against him to say, why was he deep? Uh, uh, why was he removed from or suspended from from TikTok? Because he was providing false information because he breached the terms of service. So I think this honestly needs just uh, a little bit more time and a little bit more investigation and a little bit more appetite from all the people that are involved. This needs to obviously also file a statement. Um, The Health uh, uh, Council... um, Practice Council also needs to to file a statement and a complaint um, at the police station because it's not enough just to give a a, a statement and hope that something is going to happen. Because Mm. essentially they might obviously have suffered harm. Vets could have uh, suffered harm because Mm. they've released a statement because this is the the kind of doctors you're you're, you're producing. Um, So I think there needs to be more appetite and more collaboration from all the parties that are involved. Crystal clear. Social media and legal consultant, Leraton Dompe, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. There you go. I think that breaks it down uh, perfectly then, just uh, what the issues are there. So we'll see whether the MPA will come back with any further uh, charges. And uh, more importantly, also interesting to see how uh, Matthew Lani conducts himself henceforth. Will he attempt to get back onto social media? Is he going to go really, I, I mean, honestly, if he does try to get back into another hospital and pull the same stunt again, I think then we'll really now have a, a different problem on our hands here. So, yeah, zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. Get your thoughts coming. Keep your thoughts coming. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.